So, did I ever tell you about the time that my roommate and I got pulled over going to work? Possibly. Which time are you talking about? Ha, 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 ha. That we were going to work and... Y'all weren't doing anything wrong? No, and that shouldn't be shocking. Okay. We well. didn't usually do wrong things on days we had to work before we went to work. Okay, but not necessarily shocking that you did things wrong, though, with your roommate. I was not perfect. Neither was he. Yes. So, you know, he's my roommate. We worked the same location, the same hours. So we uh, drove down Southwest Parkway, the three-lane road here. We turned and we were going down. Back then it was just two lanes. And we're going down to work at the local psychiatric hospital. Place you worked. <laughs> and doing the speed limit. Got the windows down. Listen to a little bit of music. I look in my mirror and I see red and blue lights. And I'm like... Was hey. this an S10? It was in the S10. It was an S10. And I was like, hey, we're getting pulled over. And I turn my blinker on and I pull over. And this vehicle pulls in behind us, and the officer gets out, opens the door, squats behind the door, and pulls the fire on the handgun and points it at the vehicle, and sits there. <laughs> and there, I'm like, uh, and then I see further back another one with red and blues. <laughs> it is coming up fast. It comes up, pulls in behind them, gets out gets their firearm out they approach both sides of the vehicle with their firearms drawn keeping them trained on us and they walk up and they're like I need to see your driver's license please and I was like can I reach for it yes and so I'm like moving I, I know people listening can't hear it but I move very slowly to get it out of your back pocket. And I got, I reached out and I got it and I'm like holding my, you know, my wallet up in the air where they can see me taking the driver's license out of it. And I handed it to them. The one I hand it to goes back to the car. The other one moves to the back of the truck and keeps their firearm out, pointed forward, ready to shoot probably either one of us. Right. Um, a few minutes later, they come back up. They said something to their partner, holsters his weapon. Officer comes back out to me and says, here you go, we're sorry about that, thank you. And I drive off. <clears throat> I, was your adrenaline rushing? My adrenaline was rushing. I was a little bit worried. Now that wasn't the only encounter I had with them. I. I'm not talking about those particular officers. Oh, okay. It's like... I'm talking about... Following you? Probably shortly before, shortly after that, I had obtained a new firearm, which is completely... Which is legal. It was freezing cold, but I wanted to shoot it. I wanted to just go shoot it once, and I literally took one bullet. It was a Dan Wesson 357 Magnum with an eight and a quarter inch barrel beautiful gun. 
I wanted to shoot it one time just to see what it was like because I, I knew the word literally. And okay, did I just use it? Yes, you literally wanted to shoot it one time. Okay. I just left. I'm sorry. That's okay. So we went to this place where lots of people shoot, just outside the city limits. Now the only way you could get there was going down a road that was inside the city. So we drove down to the end of this road. Is this the same apartment? Uh, roommate? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Drive down to the end of the... Now, because it's freezing cold, I don't want to go out and shoot it a whole bunch. But I did just become the owner. I wanted to shoot it once. It's my new gun. Literally once. Literally. And because I'm planning on shooting it once, you know what I'm wearing? A pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Because I'm like, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to step out. I'm going to... Literally shoot it once. Close the door. I'm going to go, boom! I'm going to get back in my vehicle and leave. So, that's what we do. Pull up at the end. He doesn't even get out. I step out. I shut the door. I go, boom. I just wanted to see how it shoots. Saw how it shot. Got back in the truck. Laid it on the seat between us. Backed up. Turned around. Go back to the house. And there's a car coming. It's snowing. And the wind is blowing. So it's very cold. And, and there are headlights uh, that I can see coming. And I'm like, man. He's like, what? And I said, I just think we're fixing to get pulled over. And sure enough, this car slides to a stop across the road. Dude jumps out. is leaning over the, once again, got his gun out, leaning over the hood. And he's like screaming instructions. My buddy goes, do you want me to hide the gun? And I said, oh I said, absolutely not. I want you to... Be quiet. I want you to... Go, you can go ahead and open the cylinder so he'll see that it's empty. And I want you to do that. And then I want you to put your hands up and we'll both get out. So we both get out and we've got our hands visible. And this officer's walking up to me and I... I'm young and dumb. And I'm cold. <laughs> and my fingers are cold. And I put my hands in my pockets because I'm freaking cold. And you just told him to show his hands in the air. Yes. Well, this officer starts screaming stuff that I'm not going to say about let me see your... Hands. He thought I had a particular type of hands, but yes. He said, let me see your adjective hands. Mm -hmm. And I, I pulled them out quickly because mm -hmm. I was like... Scared. I was scared. Like, oh my gosh, he wants to see my hands. Nothing at all. I'll never forget, he, he was shaking. I don't know if it's colder because he was scared. He was shaking and his finger was on the trigger. Oh my goodness. And I thought, I'm fixing to, I, I thought I'm fixing to die. I'm going to get killed out here on this road. Um, I was like, I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just cold. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm, it's freaking cold. I'm in a t-shirt. And he's like, just keep your... Go ahead and put them on the hood of your truck. Which I was like, cool, that's, that's kind of warm. warm. Yeah. So I put them on the hood of the truck. He walked to the vehicle. He looked at the, he looked down, he saw the weapon. He's like, were you out here shooting? And I said, I went down there and I fired one shot because I just, I just literally. bought that gun. I didn't, <laughs> I don't know if I said literally or not. I literally just bought it. I literally just shot once. Right. <laughs> and I'm literally going home. I'm freezing. But. But that's what I said. He checked it out. He checked our driver's licenses. 
he came back and he said, thank you, have a nice day, sorry about that. And I, he, he had gotten a call of gunshots. And I guess he was really close because we were only there for just like a very short period of time. Literally. <laughs> Maybe don't drive the best town. So, that was two experiences I had with law enforcement as a young man. Why is it, because I was, the first time I was scared, that first instance I related, I was scared. The second time, I thought I'm, I thought I'm going to die. I, don't, I didn't think this guy wants to kill me. Right, right. I thought because of fear or cold weather or whatever, he's going to accidentally pull that trigger and it's going right. to kill me. And I, I was like, I thought I'm going to die. I was in fear of my life. It's curious to me why I was just like, okay, and went about my life after that. Whereas in like in our current Culture? social social cultural settings, there there are people that would take that and go, oh my gosh, that, because in neither situation had I done anything wrong. I hadn't done anything in violation of the law. I hadn't hurt anybody. I hadn't threatened anybody. I hadn't done anything wrong. And some people... And you weren't like, oh, he wanted to kill me because right, my name I'm, starts with D. Or... Right. I, my I, truck is gray. I Well, or because I'm a, of a particular race, and I wonder how does... What, it's 4th of July. What do we do? That's scary. <laughs> what do we do so that people don't necessarily have that reaction? I mean, obviously, I can't do anything about somebody else's reaction, but what what's the is it the narrative that you hear growing up? My parents taught me growing up to respect the police and respect authority. I, I know there are minority groups, minority members that hear that may have that same thing, that respect the police. What What is it that we have to do to prevent some young man who's not doing anything wrong from thinking they're only wanting to do that because of my race or they're only wanting to do that because of the way I'm dressed? And, and just how do we give young people understanding? Well, I guess I would say just as culture is goodness. Culture is not the same as it was 30 years ago, would you say? That's right, when you were the youngest. 30 ish, yeah. I would probably also say the culture of cops wasn't the same either, or police. Right. I would say that that has also changed. Which way? How would you say it's changed? Well, I ask that because I had a neighbor that was growing when I was young that was a police right. officer. Right. He never he never went through cultural diversity training. During during my career in that field, 
which I chose many years after those other events, I had multiple times that I went through cultural diversity training and I met one officer that I thought, this dude's a racist. And I encouraged everybody that I thought he was treating wrongfully to go file a complaint about it. And he was a dinosaur and nobody liked him. And I, I'm not saying there weren't other racists in there. I'm just saying I only knew one. I knew hundreds of officers and I knew one that was, I was like, that dude's racist and he, he shouldn't even be here. We have a different generation of cops by the way they were raised. Right. Which means... It's going to be different from the cops you encountered? How so? I'm sure they're going to be different. Well, just di well different. Okay. <laughs> okay, so there we have it. Things are different. Things are different. It just it breaks my heart to see what's going on because... I know, at least in, in this general area, I know, and I've met lots of officers from across the state, I know the vast, I know the vast majority of them, they're not, they're not racist and they don't harbor okay. those types of feelings and thoughts. I'm not, again, I'm not. What's good, and I hope you're right, but even as a wife of an LEO. Right. Or Retired, Elio. It's fine, yeah. I would say I would not, I would not necessarily see somebody in an officer uniform and go, I trust that person. Why not? Because I wouldn't just like automatically trust them. Well, I don't, I don't think you should automatically trust anybody. Okay. But if you saw an Elio and a person that looked just like them. Except they were covered in tattoos and smoking a cigarette and... You mean, I'm not following what you're asking. And holding a sword. Would you trust the LEO more than that person? <laughs> or would you be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Really? You'd be like, Somebody, I don't know. No, I, they're not wearing a they're, uniform? It's the same person. Because I'm trying to eliminate anything about okay, any so cultural stuff. If somebody's holding a sword, yeah, I'm going to be like, um, dude, why are you holding a sword? Or, mm, okay, I need to get out of here because that dude has a sword. We don't see people walking around with swords. No, but I'm asking if it's the same person. They look exactly the same other than one of them's got things that people associate. And when I say covered in tattoos, I'm talking like flaming skulls and the devil. And he's holding a sword and they're both going. And the devil's pull, really beautiful. You pull up, or, or you walk out of a store, and you see these two, and they're both walking towards you, and one's an officer, I'm gonna walk. and the other one's uh, got a sword, and they're both going, come here, come here, hurry, come I here. Which one are you going to go to? Oh, my gosh. Can I run back in the store? No, door locks. Wow. Why are you, why are you that way with officers? I mean, because that's something... I, I don't know. I guess I'm the, just... The uniform should make people go, that's my... It, it should. And, and we've had plenty of experiences where you were retaliated against, or you personally and your family were threatened. 
I remember those times, but do I automatically trust police officers? No. That's why I usually keep my opinion to myself about law enforcement. But why not? Why doesn't they... Because... What is it? What is it that makes you be like? I don't. I'm not going to automatically trust them. Do you just I, I, like? I think just like uh, any career, uh, preachers, lawyers, doctors. You can have judges, sure, politicians. You can have good guys and you can have corrupt guys. Well, and so I don't automatically. I don't automatically go. They're in a LEO. So, they are automatically a good guy. That's all I guess I'm saying. I don't just automatically go, law enforcement equals good guy. Okay, well. And so, I, to me, even in my own brain, I go, you're, you were law enforcement family for so long. How can you not just be 100%? Of the law of law enforcement, but I'm not because I think just like they're bad parents, good parents, good lawyers, bad lawyers, good doctors, crooked doctors, just good people, bad people. Okay, it's just concerning to me because I'm not going. You, I'm, I'm not asking you do you like automatically trust them all and think they're good people because I don't even I was walking down the hall with the sheriff one day and talking about trust and I was like no I don't trust that person who was my boss at the time and he, the sheriff was like well I hope you trust me and I said well I have to because you're the sheriff but other than that I don't trust anybody and so I'm not like the well, uniform okay. I'm not like the uniform is magic and makes you a non-sinner or a perfect person, but it's disturbing to me that if you're presented with a situation where you got some wild-eyed guy covered in demonic tattoos with the sword going, come here, and an officer of the law going, come here, that you're going to be like, I don't know which one to trust. And that's that's a little bit concerning to me, but I... but. At the root of that isn't my concern. At the root of that is, why is it that that situation, you're like, oh, golly, I don't know. Because there's a, because I know. Well, it's not media. What I know is I would want my children to instantly run to the peace officer. Not because he's perfect and every single time that's going to guarantee a good outcome, but because playing the odds that's the, that's the route to take to win. But You're right. I probably would. But you just said, I don't know. Can I go back in the store? Well, right. And so, to me, I'm like, I, I think it's important to understand what it is that makes you go, you know, because apparently it's not just a general distrust of humanity, which I think is wise and and needed on everybody's part because I think if you applied the 20% distrust or however you quantified that to each individual then I would hope that you would go okay, given... Okay, presented I had to run to either one in that situation which I think that 
idea would be to run back in the store. I would run to the officer since you added in the wild eye. Would you Would you think much about it? No. Okay. When you add in the wild eye. Okay. What if it's not the wild eye? Does he still have a sword? Yes. I'm running to the police officer. How come? His gun. He's <laughs> just gonna go with the one that's gonna win. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Well, I just think, you know, there's... Obviously, nobody should expect perfection from anybody. Well, of course not. But as a... You know, as a former peace officer, and I tell this to people all the time, and maybe they don't understand... Peace officers in general within their own ranks are held more accountable. Like as a as a law enforcement administrator, while I might go, Oh, little little Joey that was seventeen and he made this mistake and he's never been in trouble, yeah, let's cut him some slack, let's talk to his parents. If you're an actual licensed peace officer, you don't get to do that, and and I think that's right. I think if you're a if you're a peace officer, you have to be held to a higher standard, and if you violate that standard, you need the full force of the law and thrown at you. And the thing is, while I will certainly stipulate, like we've said already, people aren't perfect. The vast majority of law enforcement officers that I ever knew were the exact same way and they wouldn't hesitate to go nope that guy did this he's a piece of garbage and he doesn't have any right to wear that uniform and I hope they lock him up and I don't know it's weird that it's weird that that doesn't make it across to the public somehow because they by and large they all feel that way again i Obviously, I don't. I can't speak for every single peace officer, but and you may have an entire department that's corrupt. But by and large, the ones I knew, if you were crooked, unethical, racist, uh, a cheat, whatever, they didn't have any use for you, and they didn't think you should be in that. And that's just weird. And I don't know how you fix that perception. That's why I was like, going, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? Because <laughs> I felt real. Well, I, I was a little bit because I thought, well, here's a chance. So, cause, because from me, and I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that the peace officers, maybe not young ones that are new, but the ones that are probably likely to be in administrative positions, and again, not all of them, but a lot of them, I can see how that would how it would be very foreign to them that the public views them views law enforcement so negatively at times because that's not the way it is. And I was thinking, well, maybe my wife can give me some insight, and I can go, oh, and maybe something useful would come out of that. But apparently, you just don't trust anybody either. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to trust the guy with wild eyes and the sword. Doesn't have wild eyes. Oh. He's got beautiful eyes, and he's wearing a, and he's wearing a nice suit. Oh, gosh. 
Well, then I don't and he's know. got a sword, a sword, a bloody sword, and he's like, "Oh, a bloody sword!" Yep. <laughs> no. He's like, "Come here, that guy's that officer's gonna hurt you." Oh, I'll just there'll be an alley-shaped outline in the store because I'm running back in. But see, it's weird because I those two incidents that I described earlier. You didn't make a big deal. It happened. It terrified me. You were scared. It happened. And it happened, and you went on with life. Yeah, and and you weren't like. And that's not just a. That is not just a ethnicity, racial thing. I I know plenty of people that belong to multiple different. I know multiple people that belong to different races or ethnicities, including white black, brown, that had bad experiences and it turned south on them. And so they're like, law enforcement, pigs. I've not had a negative experience. And you're distrustful of them. I can go either way. I don't paint a broad stroke of these are heroes. Because I'm pretty sure they're bad guys in there. Like I said. There are bad officers. Bad guys we and saw lawyers. One. Bad guys On in... Mr. Floyd's neck. That was a horrible, terrible officer. Right. Bad lawyers, bad doctors, bad ministers, bad people, bad parents, bad moms, bad dads. What about pilots? Are there bad pilots? I'm sure. Bowlers. Maybe not as many. Huh? Professional bowlers. Are there bad professional bowlers? <laughs> what are professional bowlers? I'm just wondering. I don't know. Are there professional bowlers? Our kids may be interested in that. There are like, people that make their living bowling. <laughs> they like bowling. Oh, you could probably bowl in social distance. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't do football and stuff The ball's like got to come up that same ramp for everybody, though. But nope. But you only touch your own balls. That's true. Well, I guess that was another episode of Patio Talk. Whew. And totally unexpected. I had no idea you were going to like at me. I was going to like at you. I didn't know you were going to like go by you. I I had no idea what the topic. I'll say that. I had no idea the topic. Right. Didn't know this fireworks were going to go off and make me scream. They were kind of loud. They were loud. They were loud. And I had no idea I was going to, like, have to explain any position or... But anyway. Do you not understand why I wanted you to, though? Yes. It's for the benefit of our country. I hope. It's because I know there are bad ones. Just like hmm. if a doctor was like, you need to take this medication, I wouldn't be like, I am a robot, they are a doctor, I'm going to take their medication. You would be like, that might be a bad doctor. I'd be like, but, hey, would you call them and ask them if I really have to take that medication? <laughs> but anyway. That's fine. Alright, well, happy Independence Day to everybody listening. And July 5th, and July 6th. Happy 4th of July.